This is Bulls Beat on Bulls Unlimited. Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. And welcome on a Monday, and we are just back from the Virgin Islands. Actually rolled in from the bus trip back from Miami. We flew in and out of Miami to the Virgin Islands at around 1.30 in the morning yesterday. So if you were up early to listen to Bulls Beat, you caught some stuff that had been pre-recorded before we left, namely all football. But we will mix in some volleyball and some basketball. We'll still give you plenty of highlights from that bowl-clinching victory by the South Florida Bulls as they took down Charlotte 48-14. We were certainly watching it from where we were in our exotic locale. And honestly, the way it started, wasn't sure how it was going to go. The first half ended with a chance missed, and the Bulls, it didn't matter any of that. They just blew it out in the second half. And where will they be going? We'll discuss the possibilities. You'll hear some good stuff from head coach Alex Golish along with the quartet of Bulls who have been around and are happy to be going bowling. That is an understatement. Also happy to be seeing their season not end with the last game of the regular season. How about that for a theme? Is volleyball. And it was, in the end, less tricky to get into the NIVC than I had been painting the picture of as the Bulls. But we'll explain in our second segment. We're definitely going to make that event. In fact, they will be at St. John's, but they will be playing Buffalo first in Friday's opener to the NIVC. We'll give you an idea of that whole field. Of course, we'll be venturing to speak with head coach Jolene Shepardson before they take off. Actually, maybe a chance if I can work it out to make the trip and do the radio broadcast, but that's going to depend on certain things that we'll worry about later on. But the point is they have gotten an invite. They accepted it as we told you they would. And they are in, along with a handful of other American Athletic Conference teams, as it turned out. So let's get to some good highlights from Saturday night. It was a fantastic crowd of around 30,000 at Raymond James Stadium. And funny enough, like I said, it wasn't exactly the best start. The Bulls finally win the coin toss. Yay, except uh, Charlotte took the ball right down the field, and then the Bulls looked like they are going to answer and didn't. Josheen banged to the running back. He gets the carry. He gets the touchdown. He runs it up the middle for two yards, and Charlotte marches the ball down the field on the Bulls to take an early lead in Tampa. Here's a throw. Great catch by Terry, and he's got a first down at the one. A bullet from Byron Brown, and Yusef Terry reached out with his right hand and pulled it in. First and goal at the one. And tackled behind the line of scrimmage is Naquan Wright back at the four. The Bulls lost three on that. Now he has the ball. He will throw, looking, looking, still looking to the end zone. It is caught, but out of bounds. Atkins, it's incomplete. Big play here, third and goal from the fourth. Snapped before Brown was ready. He bobbled it, kept it. Now puts his head down and gets to the one-yard line on a run. It will be fourth down. And the Bulls are keeping the offense out there. Bulls have gone on fourth down frequently this year. Year. They're 18 of 43, 42%. They need a full yard here on fourth and goal. Right is the running back. Brown is over center. Pitch to the right. Right is going to throw, and it's broken up incomplete. 
So, you know, we're watching what's going on while we're actually calling the women's basketball game against Texas. And the Bulls in that game, by the way, were down 64-20 through the third quarter. Ended up outscoring Texas in a scintillating fourth quarter, but too little, too late. They went one and two this weekend. But, yeah, watching that and thinking, huh, it's just could this be going wrong? What a terrible night it would be if the Bulls lost to Charlotte and couldn't continue their season, really. But we just replayed you the Bulls getting to the one yard and not scoring. Charlotte, which was in quote-unquote nothing-to-lose mode, was also one yard away and decided to go for it on fourth down around their own 10-yard line. That's when the game changed in the Bulls' favor. A lot happened from that point on. Listen to these remainder of the first half highlights up until the last play, which we'll get to shortly. They need to watch the ball too, Jim. Ivy, they snap it, and Ivy's going to throw downfield, and it is caught, but was he inbounds? No, and the Bulls are going to get the ball on Charlotte's 10-yard line, and Brown to throw into the end zone. Touchdown, South Florida. Sean Atkins chasing 1,000. He just picked up 10 more there, and the Bulls are on the board. Second and 11, here's Ivy throwing over the middle and it is picked off by the Bulls. At the 35-yard line, Logan Berryhill, he got two INTs early this year, then had a dry spell, that's his third. It comes on an overthrow by Ivy and the Bulls get the takeaway. Bulls to the line quickly, ready to go. Here's Brown flaring it out to Atkins. He's going to throw it. He's got Joyner, and Joyner is going to score. 62 yards. The high school quarterback, Sean Atkins, put it right on a dime to Joyner, and the Bulls lead for the first time tonight. (laughs) Seniors making plays, Jim, and... We expected Sean Atkins to come here and be the epicenter of this offense and have all the receiving yards. There he is on the other end, making a 62-yard pass to Kelly Joyner, another senior who's put so much into this university, had a few opportunities to leave, but he stayed here and stayed here at the university that gave him a chance to be a star, and he's so special of an athlete. Great job of those guys. Sean Atkins is three for three on those type of throws. Brown to throw. He wants Joyner. He's got him. Touchdown, South Florida. That's six for the Bulls. Byron Brown for Kelly Joyner. And the Bulls up double digits in the final minute of the first half. Really love the fact that, again, it was Charlotte that had nothing to lose and was going to do a lot of wacky stuff. And it was the Bulls that were pulling off some trick plays. The one didn't work. The Sean Atkins play we knew was going to work. You'll hear what coach had to say about that later on now this would have been the perfect end of the half and I know it was overturned by a penalty but this was one of the more dramatic plays I can remember 19 seconds left in the half Bulls leading 21 to 7 Ivy moves his tight end to the right side looking long downfield can't find anything flushed out of the pocket dumps it off short it's intercepted by the bulls at the 35 yard line nine seconds left in the half it's daquan evans if he gets around the corner he might get all the way in evans is going to go to the end zone there is a flag down evans scores zeros on the clock but we're going to have to wait for the flag during the return personal foul Illegal blindside block, intercepting team, 15-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. It's one of those plays that is not posted on the highlight reels on 
Twitter X or anything like that because it wasn't a touchdown. But if you go to my page at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P, I actually put out the video. It actually looks, if I can say so of myself, like a professional production. It was actually off my laptop, synced up with the Jim Lout call. And actually, upon further review, not to be confused with the name of the show that we have here, with full highlights of each game, but that block in the back might have saved even more heartbreak. If you really slow it down, you can go to my, again, feed at Derek Sharp. It looks like Day-Day's knee touched before the ball crossed the goal line, which quote-unquote didn't matter because of the penalty, but if the official keeps the flag in his pocket, every scoring play is reviewed. I think that scoring play is not a scoring play anyway, so maybe the flag actually saved us some Whoa. So 21-7 instead of 28-7, you know, that still, you're not fully confident, even though things look pretty good at the time. But the Bulls started the second half extremely strong, and even though Charlotte answered back, that was it for the 49ers, and it wasn't it for the Bulls. Enjoy now some of the best moments from the second half as the Bulls wrapped up a bowl bid. Here's Brown to throw again. Long downfield. Got a man caught at the 20-yard line. Into the open field is Jaden Alexis. He will score. 60 yards. Brown to Alexis. And the Bulls are running away from Charlotte. Here's an onside kick by South Florida. And the Bulls are saying they've got the ball. How about that? Charlotte with the onside kick in the first half. The Bulls in the second half say, I got one better. (laughs) And I think they've got the football. Looks like South Florida did recover it. Yesias Young. Yesias Young came out of the pack with it. Holy cow. Midway point of the third quarter. Bulls leading by 17. Here's Brown on a keeper. Cuts it inside. Gets to the outside. He's got room. 10-5. Touchdown, Byron Brown, 35 yards, and that ball game is getting closer every minute tonight at Raymond James Stadium. 4:03 to go, third quarter. Bulls leading 38 to 14. Johnson to throw, pressure coming, throws it off balance, picked off by the Bulls, coming back the other way, crossing the 50. And it goes out of bounds on a fumble. It's going to be South Florida ball on the interception. It's Mac Harris. So the Bulls with another chance here. Second and goal from the one. Brown to throw. One-handed catch. Touchdown, South Florida. Naeem Simmons from one yard out. Brown gets his fourth touchdown pass, his 23rd of the year. 12 minutes, 45 seconds to go to bowl eligibility. It's 47 to 14. Records fell tonight. Sean Atkins didn't get his 1,000, but Byron Brown set the record for passing yards in a season. And the Bulls getting to six and six. Fourth and two from the South Florida 43-yard line. Pitch to the left, banged is going to be stopped short of the first down, and the Bulls will take over on downs, and that should be the final play of the 2023 regular season. The South Florida Bulls are 6-6. Six and six. They're bowl eligible for the first time since 2018 as they dismantle Charlotte tonight, 48-14. to 14. What a great accomplishment for this team. And we've even got more extended highlights. There were a lot of them. The show, upon further review, might go 
past the normal half-hour point this week. There was so much that went on in that game, especially some tremendous defensive plays. And, yes, we know Charlotte was only averaging around 17 points a game. But, hey, the Bulls did the job. There's been some teams coming to Raymond James Stadium that have racked up offensive numbers galore that didn't go on to do it. And this night, both sides of the ball played tremendously with the Bulls' offense going for more than 500 and the defense holding Charlotte to just a tick under 300. Look for that show upon further review to hit the air on Tuesday along with the new Bulls speed ahead with Michael Kelly. Crazy that Byron Brown not only surpasses 3,000 yards, he's at 3078 as we speak, but also, if not for the sack yardage lost, he'd be a 1,000-yard rusher anytime soon. He actually, if you look at their updated stats, has run for 992 yards, but you subtract 247 based on sacks, and that takes you down to around 750. But still, you get the idea. Sean Atkins, 86 catches for 961 yards. I got to find out if the bowl game counts towards your stats. I have to believe it does. So, yeah, he did not become a 1,000-yard receiver on that night but he will with 39 more yards in the bowl game. I know a lot of people, those that weren't at Raymond James Stadium, at least the ones I can speak for, were all in on following along with the Bulls. And if you don't believe me, trust me, it is just fine if you weren't listening live on the Strike 102.5 after the women's basketball game had wrapped up against Texas on Saturday night. But as he was coming over and more on women's basketball in a little bit to start off his interview with me, first thing on Jose Fernandez's mind, listen. They're doing good. I'll tell you, Jose's wanting to know the football team. I'll give you the score update right now, Jose. 38-14. Nice. That was just after his team had lost by 32. But it really could have been worse. Again, some highlights in just a little bit. But let's get back to, speaking of head coaches, the football win. And two teams who did not wrap up their season with their regular season finale. Volleyball in a little bit. But in this case, Alex Golish, after the football team, defeated Charlotte to finish 6-6 six and six and bowl bound you know in a lot of ways kind of like our season imperfect in in some ways and then some really good high points um you know i thought defensively the turnovers were huge there was a couple of fourth down stops i was really disappointed about that we jumped but for the most part played clean football created turnovers got the football back you know held them under 300 yards i don't have the stats in front of me but held them under 300 yards total offense which was really good offensively man um the 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 red zone struggle piece we've worked extremely hard on a little bit disappointing not a little bit a lot of bit disappointing from a total performance standpoint you know they were so banged up on the d-line i really wanted to come out and run the football like crazy started off i thought did a decent job there then we did it through the air and then we were able to go finish the game off on the ground which was really good to see so a complete game with a bunch of stuff that we got to get better at. That should be the standard is that we're playing a complete game in every game that we're playing. But as an overall big picture, really proud of our guys. What I told them uh, in the locker room just right now was as imperfect as it is, we get to keep playing. Six wins is not the standard. It never will be. Um, it's certainly not. But it's a start. It's a foundation uh, being laid. It's certainly giving us the opportunity to go keep practicing, giving us the opportunity to keep this team together and continue to build. There's a bunch of these older guys, and not necessarily all seniors, but older guys that just said thank you. Um, and, and I think they said thank you big picture because they chose to stay. You know, and I, and I said two groups of guys, guys that chose to stay, I thank that crew, 
because they did it on blind faith and blind faith alone. And then the group that came in and we asked them to fit in and then lead. And I thank that crew as well. And in, in this day of modern, modern day college football, where you're putting a, a roster together to go compete for us to be able to go from, from one win to six wins and now an opportunity to go get a seventh obviously says a lot about the guys that bought in, certainly our staff, our support staff. We've worked about as hard as you can work, and, and we got to go continue to work to, to go finish this thing off with another win. But really proud of them. Um, obviously, we got a week here where we got to regroup. We got to have some meetings in terms of our roster. We got to have some meetings in terms of what we got to build. And then we get to go out on the road and we get to bring recruits here on campus. And gosh darn it, we're practicing when we bring them in. Uh, and that's huge. And so we'll find out a week from tomorrow where, where we're going. And um, I'm just excited to keep practicing. But man, a year ago, a week from tonight, a year ago, I, I took this job with the expectation that it was going to be a ton of work, with the expectation that we can bring a championship here to Tampa at some point. And I said it a year ago, and I said it every single week. At whatever point we're ready to get that moment and take that moment, we will. Tonight we were ready for this moment. Super grateful for our older guys. Super grateful for this team that bought in. Super grateful to our fans. Super grateful to, to be in this position to build a football program here in Tampa that everybody could be proud of. These guys that bought in and understand what the standard is, now they got to teach the standard to the next crew that we bring in. That's how you build a program. Yeah, this game was cool, but it's certainly not the standard. Yeah, I think it validates uh, what we've done. I think it validates that we're building. Um, got the top top class in our league right now we got to go finish that so I think we've done a really solid job of selling this this deal but it certainly validates it you, you need things to validate it I think it's been validated by the commitment to to us having the staff that we do and the support that we have kind of love that you knew it meant a lot to him and it does but he also was still wanting to fix things and wanting to make sure everybody knew that hey we're not celebrating six and six as per se a record that we strive for, but yes, celebrating the step that the Bulls took this year. One more clip that I love from Coach Golich here before we get to some of the players. Laid a foundation for for what it is to work. I told these guys, said, man, whatever you think this last year was work-wise, we, we got to go harder. We got to work harder. We've got to perfect our process more. Cause, and I use the word imperfect because we aren't. Like, there's there's, and I'm not talking personnel, I'm talking our process, what it looks like day to day to come in and go to work. And we're, we're not there yet, you know, and, and everything from accountability to, to how our guys hydrate. Like, we're in week 12, we weren't perfect in hydration testing. Like, you're, you're about to go play a night game and half the time we look like a track meet out here and you're not hydrated the entire week, like as a guy that's playing. That's what I mean by process. Like, can you do that? Like, that's really hard to do, to stay focused for literally the entire year. We can't do it as adults. We ask these young guys to do it, but they continue to. It's like there's like these light bulb moments with every guy that, and Sean Atkins is sitting right here. He's the perfect one. Like, like it took him half halfway through the season to be like, all right, like 
there's without putting his business out there like there's things in my life i got to get right and things like sleep and eating and and like like how do i perfect my process to where i can go perform an elite clip and he went and had as good as six weeks as anybody in college football because his process was right so he went out there and was so confident like sean atkins will tell you he's the best receiver in college football because his process is so elite that he actually believes that. And when you get a team full of guys that actually have real confidence, we talk about like real confidence all the time. They joke with me, like real confidence, not BS made up. I'm just going to sit here and talk smack, but like actual confidence because my process was elite. And now I'm actually confident that I can go do my job in an elite clip. Definitely doing some celebrating. First of all, if you missed this little end to his on-field conversation with Joey Johnston. Donovan Jennings, your thoughts? Bowl game. How's that sound? Ooh, sounds like we're going bowling, baby. Going bowling. He was more calm-voiced. Afterwards, in order, some good stuff post-game from Sean Atkins, Byron Brown, Logan Berryhill, and, yes, Donovan Jennings. Beginning with a one-liner from Sean Atkins that he had to have had already in his clip. Preference where you want to go bowling? Um, just not on, uh, I think it's 56th Street. I don't like that place. <laughs> the, cookies are, the cookies are good there, though, for sure. Uh, it's definitely gratifying. Um, it meant a lot to me, too, to uh, see a lot of people from my class that came in making plays this game. Uh, Kelly had two touchdowns. Loke had an interception. Dede had an interception. I had a touchdown. You know, like, that, that's special. You know, the guys that you came in with, been through it with you, you've seen them at practice, and then just to see them, you know, perform at a high clip. It's just something special for sure. Um, going home for the whole month of December while everybody else practices, goes to bowl games, like that eats at you um, definitely mentally. So, you know, being in a position to go out and play, you know, in December and play your best football in November, it's something that you can't buy. It's priceless. Um, it was definitely business, but uh, as you can tell, like um, this game meant a lot to us. Uh, go out, you know, perform at a really high clip. And doing it for the seniors, like, that was the biggest thing. Like, send these guys out. Like, what they did here isn't, like, unnoticed. Like, they deserve to, you know, go play in December as much as anybody, um, especially Dono. That guy's been through it. Um, but, yeah, that's it was, it was special for sure. I definitely think we were just confident throughout the week. Um, whenever you have everybody executing at a high clip at practice, you know, you kind of get – the motivation to go out and um, you know perform really well. Uh, we played loose, like it was the last game of the season. We had to leave it all out there. Um, and then we were talking about in the receiver room, you know, pressure makes diamonds. And then we wanted a lot of diamonds dancing tonight, and that's what happened. <laughs> well, it was great. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted this one bad for Dono. I mean, he 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 was he opened welcomed me with open arms walking in walking into USM as a freshman. So uh, I, I really wanted that in for all the other seniors, but. I really wanted this one for this one for Dono and just being able to go out there and execute and uh, play at a high clip and just having another chance to go play uh, and send them off the right way is truly a blessing. I say trust in the pocket. I mean, not not escaping too early. Um, that's been a that was a big emphasis going week to week, uh, not leaving the pocket too early, trusting the pro and uh, getting the getting the ball to the guys in space and letting them make plays for me and not using my feet as much. So uh, I, th- I think I've grown, but I, I know for sure I got a lot of work to do like on the field and in the locker room, just the, the teammates and the celebration, the people that you interacted with, what was it like? Everybody was turned. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. Everybody was just happy, smiling, dancing. Anything you can name, we was doing it. So we, we was having a, having a blast. What is the biggest thing that's changed in one year from 1-11 and 11 to going to a bowl game? The culture. We expect to win every game. I mean, simple as that.
we expect to win every game. Your view of the Sean Atkins touchdown pass to Kelly Joyner. You started the play, and then what, what did you see? Oh, I had front row. I was through it. Uh, I see him throw it. I said, touchdown. I'm like, yeah. So, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a great play, and uh, 38 Baby can do everything. He's magic man, so I, I, I enjoyed it. One thing I learned is takeaways win games. He had a turnover margin. Every game we didn't win a turnover margin, most of them we didn't win. So when you force turnovers, that's a good thing. That's how you win games. So you got to keep plugging at that. You were on the field and in the locker room, all your teammates, what, what, what were you feeling? What were you seeing? Is everybody's running around having a good time? No, I feel, that feeling was definitely different. Uh, you go up to guys like Donald, you like, man, I love you, man, like this. We finally got us. We finally got it this time. Like, I know, I know, we didn't want six wins this season. We wanted more, but it's a stepping stone. Like Coach Goldie said, we got a stepping stone. So now let's keep building on it. There you go. Man, it means a lot. Um, to be honest, just it's honestly a full circle moment for me. You know, coming here in 2018, and that being um, you know the the last time I've been to a bowl game is just you know it's a surreal feeling, and you know I'm blessed, and it's just. Honestly, great to experience with my teammates, and you know I'm glad I stayed to experience this, and just you know all the hard work that the guys have put in, you know day in and day out. I wouldn't change it for anything. Pretty cool that we're not just moving on to the next sport. Obviously, we're still covering all the other sports, but usually this is the end of the football season, and it's not. Obviously.